Mic check, one, two, three. Hey everybody and welcome to the Pick and Rock and Roll and Orlando Magic Podcast. You can find us online on Twitter. We are at Pick and Rock and Roll and our personal handles are at the underscore wire underscore Allen and at Phil Harlow UK. Uh, we are on Instagram. Just search to Pick and Rock and Roll and we are, of course, part of the Close Up Magic family. You can find all of us guys online. Uh, just go to at the Close Up Magic on Twitter. Uh, at the Close Up Magic on Instagram and also the theclosesupmagic.com has got links to all of our articles and podcasts. I am one of your hosts, Phil, and I am joined today live from Central Florida by Wyatt. Wyatt, what is up, man? Hey, Phil. Good to be on talking to you, brother. How are you? I'm doing good, man. It's, uh, it's, it's gradually getting colder over here in England now, man. It's the 31st of October. It feels like the middle of winter at times at the moment. What's it like out there in Orlando? Well, it's definitely around the time it should be cold, but since we don't really have seasons here, it's just hot and humid per usual. And you are lucky. Well, I, I, <laughs> I say lucky, I, I suppose at times it feels a little too much for you, right? Yeah, yeah the grass is always greener. I think uh, we, it's hot all the time, so I just kind of want a cold day every now and then, but I'm sure if it was cold, I'd be bitching about how freezing it is. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> and speaking of cold at the moment... Um, it's a little cold in the Amway Centre. The magic shooting has been a little hit or miss at the moment. Um, but before we get wrapped up in that, because we've got plenty to say about the current situation with the magic, we'll move into the sound check. Right, guys, in the last week, um, on Monday night, we, uh, we, we faced Toronto Raptors. It ended up in a loss, but we had a career night from Jonathan Isaac. Uh, we've been expecting him to take a, a bit of a leap this year, Wyatt. And um, on Monday, he put up a career-high 24 points and a career-high 5 of 7 from beyond the line. Um, and, and everything's look, looking good in that game from J.I., especially coming up against Pascal Siakam. Um, it was pretty impressive and encouraging for this season, right? Yeah, I think the, the thing that was really kind of eye-opening for me is that Isaac played almost identically to how he did in the Hawks game, um, yeah. but his shots just fell. So it just kind of made me feel uh, better about the state of the Magic, that although the, the offense has been pretty shit so far, um, yeah. on any given night, if these shots start falling, uh, it's going to make things a lot easier for us. Yeah, and if, if we can get someone who last year we didn't see a great deal from offensively, J.I., uh, if he can start to improve his his game from the three point um, line and uh, and just in general start to make more buckets, that uh, adds points that we weren't necessarily expecting to come in high volume. So it's it's definitely encouraging from Ji. And um, if if he can um, you know equal or beat what Siakam gets and um, takes out those points, that, that's also good when you're coming up against the the best player on the other team on that night for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, the guy is uh, just a nut on defense, so it's it's cool to see him have a, a night where his offense kind of catches up to that. Yeah, and man, if he gets it going on both ends of the floor, what an absolute monster he's going to be for the team. Absolutely. And um, Speaking of scoring as well, um, the other night, well, last night, um, against the Knicks, uh, Nikola Vucevic moved up to fourth all-time scoring on the uh, in Magic history. He's now on uh, 8,191 points. Uh, next guy to catch is T-Mac. He's still uh, 3,000 plus behind Dwight Howard, but um, that, that's good for Vooch, despite, you know, there, there's a lot of haters out there for Vooch, but 
he has been consistent um, throughout all his time for the Magic and moving up to fourth time scoring. That's a that's a good sign. Let's hope he continues, right? Yeah. He's yeah. Uh, got, well, presumably three more years with us too, so he's still got some work left to do. And um, I, I know there was some stat on opening night about him having started the most like consecutive um, games for us. Uh, and he was just one spot behind. I, w- I want to say it was Nick Anderson, but... Yeah, yeah um, Nick Anderson's on nine. Yeah, yeah, and tied with a couple people. But if he's yeah. starting for the next two years, then he's kind of cementing himself in Orlando Magic history for sure. Yeah, definitely. And another guy who cemented himself in uh, Magic history the other night, uh, Evan Fournier, has now moved up to fifth all-time in three points made. He's on uh, 655, and he's now three behind Rashad Lewis at 658. So um, Fournier, despite having a down season last year, he seems to have carried that form from fever into this season, and now he's, he's moved up uh, in, in the all-time threes made. So that's, that's another good sign for the Magic going forward. He still has these moments of frustration for me where, you know, I, he's still being Evan Fournier. Uh, I think we talk about it a little bit with him and Vooch only really looking at each other. Um, but I have been really impressed with his play and his level of energy is still keeping the defense up. So I, I've liked what I've seen from him. Definitely still in FIBA form. Yeah, definitely. And another guy who was in town last night, um, we had court side was Hido Turkoglu. Uh, it, it, it's always good when you see a, a former Magic player in town sitting courtside to support the team. Uh, he was on, on, on the broadcast last year, along with um, T-Mac. And T-Mac, of course, spending time in the off-season in the gym. Uh, it's, uh, it's not too much to say here, Wyatt, but it's, it's always nice to see when you, a former player comes to town and supports his former team, right? I love it. I love seeing those guys there and just being back around the organization. Um, it, it's funny because we, we just talked about Evan and, and Turkoglu and Evan to me are like so similar of players where you have this frustration for them, but they have just the most clutch moments in, in history of the team. You know, it's like you can't think of he do without thinking of his game winners that helped us get to the playoffs. Yeah, definitely, man. He, uh, he was a big part of those runs towards the to the finals back in the uh, back in the late, late noughties. Um, right, guys, that's it for the sound check this week. We, we, there's not too much more to talk about for the for the magic apart from the games. So, first off, we're going to move to the open mic. <clears throat> right, this is the part of the show, as you know, where we uh, ask each other a random question. It could be magic related. It could be anything else in the world. Uh, we, we don't prepare for this. We just answer on the spot. Uh, so, why I'm going to I'm going to go with you the first one here. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, what is your favorite shoe brand to wear when you're on, on, on the court shooting some hoops? Are you a Nike guy? Are you an Adidas? Are you a, a, a Under Armour, Reebok? Where do you, what do you like to wear on the court? Yeah, I, I'd say the Kyrie's. His, I'll be specific to like a style, but I think the Kyrie shoes are just the slickest ones. I don't know. He's, he's probably my favorite player outside of uh, Orlando Magic. Yeah. Um, and just style and stuff like that. I haven't worn too many, so more based off of just the style, I guess. I, yeah, I'd definitely say the Kyrie's. Yeah, nice choice, man. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Um, oh, and then for, for you, this is, I thought this was a fun one. Made me think a little bit. Of all the Magic players, who would you want to have a beer with? Right, so I don't want to pick 
anyone too big, like a centre like a Vooch or someone, because I, I, I imagine <laughs> that, that he would drink a hell of a lot, so I'd be in trouble. So I'd want someone more my size. And um, seeing as I'm one of these guys who is under six foot, I'd probably go. I'd probably go with I reckon Jameer Jameer Nelson. I like He'd be it. Quite cool to hang with, and I, I feel like he's like me. He's like a short, stocky guy. So I think that we could that we could talk about body types and workout routines, and and he, he could give me some tips how I could. Oh, I could be successful if I was to ever make a roster somewhere. I think I'd be a good guy. <laughs> I like that. That's a good answer. Nice. Right, guys, we're going to move on now to the headliner. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. Okay, guys, we are now four games into the season. Um, since we spoke last week, we have gone uh, one and two, which we uh, we're expecting. I don't know. I, I wasn't expecting it to be five hundred at this point. I, I thought we'd probably be three and one, um, but it, it didn't work out quite that way. We faced Atlanta the other night, and uh, that ended up being a loss for the team. Uh, it was one hundred three to ninety nine. Um, Trey Young torched us, to be honest, in 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 that game. Uh, he he went off. He's he's such a good player. It's only his second season, Wyatt, and we're going to stick to the magic, obviously. But Trey Young, he has got superstar written all over him, right? I I have to say so. Yeah, I I really thought that he was somebody who would fall to the Orlando Magic and uh, that draft. And and there were rumors right before Bamba was picked that um, Orlando Magic were possibly working on a on a trade. And I just him and Luca were my two that I was really hoping would happen. I, yeah. I think Trey Young is a phenomenal talent and the confidence is a thing that you just can't teach a player and he has an excess of confidence. Yeah. There there's since last year when when uh, he used to get into it a little bit with DJ that there's been part of me that has now found Trey Young as someone who's irritating to face um simply because of because I'm such a magic fan I think fuck you man DJ for life. <laughs> But uh, but obviously, man, this guy is, is such a talent. His his three point game, you can see uh, how much Steph Curry has has, uh, has rubbed off on, on his game going forward. Uh, Trey Young, absolutely phenomenal player. But let, let's move on to the magic and let, let's stick with this game against Atlanta while we're here now. Um, it's our 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 shooting has been so bad recently. It is it, it was hard to pick out like. If I look here now, T. Ross, he he made put up six three pointers and he made one sixteen point seven percent. And this this from T. Ross has actually been running through the the first four games now. Um, with T. Ross, he's a he can be a streaky player. Uh, are you getting concerned with, with his misses? He he's currently actually rating at worst of the team for three point percentage. But like this is just going to sort itself out, right? With T. Ross, it's not a long term concern is it or is it something that you're thinking that you know i don't know is he in a funk is it going to carry on there you are i i have to assume it's going to sort out you know he's he's not going to continue to shoot the worst on the team that that's just not his thing i mean he's known for being a great shooter i think we talked last week about um uh maybe it was a crowd question but our top three-point shooters and he's always in that discussion um I mean, it's concerning to me just because it's stretched for, for more than four games now. You know, even into preseason, he had some cold shooting. But um, to me, the one thing that's encouraging is when those start dropping. I mean, 
T Ross is usually good for for double digit scoring, um, yeah. and and that would be the difference in, in both of those games, uh, the the loss to Atlanta and the loss to Toronto. Um, you know, just him having a good shooting night could could be the difference for us. Yeah, because at the moment he's put up twenty seven threes and he's made four, and like you say, I I can't see that continuing long term. I, it's it's so strange to see his name at the bottom of three point percentage on on the Magic team, uh, and it's it's pretty strange as well to see um, Michael Carter Williams three point percentage up there so high. I mean, granted he hasn't taken a great deal; he's only taken five. But um, anything you get from the second unit, if T. Ross is shooting so bad, is uh, is encouraging to take forward. Um, looking at some more things here in that game against. Um, when we face the Hawks, he uh, with with Vooch, he's he's beginning to sort his game out in the uh, the game last night against the Knicks. Um, but Vooch in that game, you know, he's putting up nineteen shots. He, he's made seven, sixteen points, ten rebounds. I mean, we we're looking at getting twenty from Vooch a game. If if he's averaging around sixteen, that's a little concerning, right? Considering how much of our offense runs through Vooch, we we need him to be in that 20-point mark every game, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was looking just through some stats before we hopped on here and, and looking at who's getting a majority of our touches. And, you know, no surprise, but um, Vucevic is right at the top. He's, he's, he's getting like 16 shots up a game. Um, so a lot still hinges on him. I, I'd, I'd like to see them play some, you know, offensive plays for Jonathan Isaac. Like, I don't think we run a single play for him yet. He's obviously had opportunities to shoot the ball or to, to cut to the rim, but um, we don't really run any specific pick and rolls for him. Um, and yeah. there's even been stints where I've seen Vooch and AG run pick and rolls together. And I really like that. I don't think it's something we utilize enough. Um, but man, a, a high pick and roll with, with two seven footers, is something I think that we really should experiment with. Yeah. Well, uh, that when we faced Toronto on Monday, and like we spoke about earlier with JR, he put up those 24 points career high. Uh, and then last night he faced the Knicks, and he doesn't get his first shot until like one minute left in the second quarter. Um, you feel like, I don't know, like the, I feel the coach should start to run a few more plays for him. If he just put up a career night, it doesn't make too much sense for JR to not get some shots at least in the first quarter, find him one or two shots. Um, I know that it feels like, it, I, I don't want to get on the coach too much, but I feel like he's, he gets set in his ways with his plays, that he doesn't then adjust it for J.I. to follow on from that last game. You, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely, I, you know, I'm a huge Steve Clifford fan. I think that he, he does a phenomenal job. One thing that I like that he did during the Atlanta game was he kept, searching for the right guys i mean we saw lineups on the court that we had never seen before including playing uh ji at the center position yeah um so he's definitely searching and seeing it unfortunately it's you know on on paper the guys who have been delivering have not really been doing so um but i i think um yeah you just you have to go with your hot hand and it seems like at least over the last two um ji's kind of finding his stride offensively so I, I would just think you have to get him involved more. You know, it's something that a, another team might start being uh, even preparing for. They know that, you know, his capability on offense and he might come up in scouting reports. So 
just anything that you can do to draw their attention elsewhere. Because right now, when a team prepares for the Orlando Magic, they're, they're just looking at Vucevic and Evan Fournier, I have to imagine, for the most part. Yeah, and there was a moment uh, in the game last night when we, when we faced the Knicks where something stood out for me. Um, with, with Evan, he had the ball, and he played, played it in down low to Vooch, who was being double-teamed. Uh, Vooch managed to spill the ball away to Aminu, and he got, um, he got a free throw. But coach pulled Evan, Evan to the side, and he, you, could read, um, you could read coach's lips saying he had two guys on him. And, and he, was, he was pretty angry with Evan for just having eyes for Vooch. Um, so like that, that connection, I'm make sure these guys have played together for a long, long time now, but, um, I think sometimes that, that can be to the detriment that Evan only looks for Vooch in those moments. He, he could have looked at, at, at the edge of the key. I, I think we had Mark Elks out there calling for the ball, but, um, I don't know that it is concerning at times that, that Evan and Vooch are so locked on each other that they don't look for the other, other guys, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's times where like I like that where we're just not getting anything going offensively, and and you know that those two guys are consistent. That sometimes when we're really struggling, um, like I have confidence that between the two of them they can get things going. But there's yeah. moments like last night's game where it was really frustrating, where you know Evans looking at Vooch, and then Isaac if he just made a cross course pass is wide open at three, and he had been knocking him down. You know, it, I, I I like. Uh, that you mentioned that coach got onto him. I saw that moment too. And one thing I've noticed is it seems like he'll give stints, like extended stints of playing time to Evan Fournier with Vucevic off the floor, almost like to get him involved with the other guys. Yeah. And, you know, I can't say for sure if that's intentional or that's just the way that it's worked out. Um, but seeing those guys play at different times, it almost seems like the ball moves a little better. Yeah. And I think that, that that is something that, as you mentioned earlier, like um, coach is starting to try some different lineups that we haven't seen before. And if you can get Evan used to playing without Vooch, playing with Ji at the center or or, or Mo Bamba at the center, it, it gets him used to not always looking for that get out a jail card of right. I'll get it into Vooch, and Vooch will do something. Um, actually, speaking of, of Mo Bamba, he's a uh, I don't know, man. Right. I've been I've been a little concerned with Mo Bamba since last season. Um, I, I know last year he was a rookie when he first came in. He was he was skinny for his for his his frame was very thin, and then he got his injury and he missed half the season. But um, he he never seems completely engaged in the game. I feel like he gets he gets bumped around too much. He he tires too easily, and um, like long term, I I I can't see how he would be a starting center. It, in the NBA, unless things start to change, I mean, I, I know there's a lot of people who want Vooch to go, and uh, and poss- I don't know possibly you play Birch um, as a starter if you look if you're looking at that kind of, those kind of situations. But um, I don't know with Mo, I get pretty concerned with him. What are your thoughts on on Mo Bamba so far? I think that you know there's completely valid reasons to be concerned, and I've been seeing a lot of people really down and out on him. Um, but again, he's just so green, you know, he's so new. And to me, it, I don't see it as much of an effort thing or like he's disinterested or anything like that. I really think that it's just his motor catching up. Um, he looks like he just gets so winded. And, 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 you know, I think one thing we always talk about is him keeping his hands up on defense. I really think that yeah. he is just gassed and has a hard time keeping his arms up. Um, I mean, my hope is that in year three or year four, uh, as his body catches up to the pace of the NBA game, the skill set's already there. You know, he's right now he's um, 
maybe like fourth in field goal percentage and three-point percentage shooting. His offense is looking great. Um, we know that he yeah. can be a major block presence for people that, you know, if they get a chance to get around Isaac, they run into Bamba, they're shit out of luck. So all of yeah. the potential is still there. Um, I'd say the one thing that's concerning to me is something we talked about before we were recording, but, um, you know, he's playing less minutes this year than he was even averaging last year. So it's almost like... Um, Maybe coach doesn't have quite the confidence in him. He's not getting extended runs, or he's just getting winded, and he needs to come out sooner than he was able to last year. I'm, yeah, I'm not out on him yet. Um, his skill set to me is just still—it's so impressive that what he's able to do. It's it just his, his energy has to pick up. And it does. I mean, it, what really surprised me is that that he, he he's only playing um, just shy of 14 minutes a game. He's had an entire off season to get in shape and that. And if he's getting tired when he's playing second fewest minutes on the on the team, the, the only guy to play less is Michael Carter-Williams. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he shouldn't really be gassed out <clears throat> just to play those bits. And one, one stat here, which I found so surprising, and uh, you have to tell me what you make of this. So far, in, in the four games, Mo Bamba hasn't taken a single free throw. I mean, like, this is a guy who should be banging down low with other centres. You, you assume he's going to get contact at the post and for him to not put up a single free throw um, I mean I know he's only playing 14 minutes but you'd assume that he'd get to the line at least once a game in that in that time that's 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 crazy yeah yeah you, you know he's I mean he does stay out of the perimeter a lot on offense and he's been shooting a lot in the mid-range and stuff like that but I I mean just you know, thinking off the top of my head, there's plenty of times where he's down low and banging and, and he should have gotten a foul by now uh, yeah. I think that's something to keep an eye on and see, you know, is he avoiding contact down low? Um, you know, just what is he doing on, on the offense? Because I've seen him, and I don't mind him on the perimeter. He's a knockdown shooter, um, no. or at least he's proving to be. Um, but no, I, I, he, at, at his height, he, I mean, you've got to be able to get down low and you've got to be able to bang bodies and kick out to people. Yeah. And to be fair to you, I mean, there may have been a few bad calls in there that he didn't get as well. But you would assume, I mean... It, if, if you're down there, just you have to sell it a bit. I mean, it's the same same old thing with Mo. That's keep your arms up. If you're down low, and you get bumped. Put put your arms up in the air and flail around, man. Like sell that bitch. You got to <laughs> yeah. get it. But uh, but I will say his his three pointer. You know, he, he has got such a nice stroke for a, for a big guy. And uh, with, with his height as well, like the, the actual release point of the ball is so high that it, it's hard to actually defend against. Um, and and in the modern game, like if you can shoot from three, then then you're you're well set up um, mm-hmm. to go forward. Um, just moving on now to the game last night. Let's have a have, have a quick uh, quick look at this. Um, where do you see Al Farouk Aminu in the team? I mean, there's there's part of, there's part of me that one is if at times he's still getting used to the team. Is that what is? He, he seems a little lost on offensive times. I mean, he, he's still getting, uh, he got nine shots up last night. So it's, so it's not like he's getting no shots and he made, he made three of them. But um, I mean, his, his presence on the team is to, is to be more defensive. Um, but I don't know, there's part of me that one is, is it just him settling in? He's only, he's only his fourth, game, fourth regular season game. I mean, where are you at with the team? I, I like what he does individually, but he, he does seem to be a little bit lost, especially on offense. Like, he just hasn't clicked with the other guys that are out there. Um, 
I don't I don't know. It's just something about it. I I really think that that's all that it is. I think as as an individual player, he seems to be doing pretty well. Um, he's actually leading our team in three point percentage, which you know if you knew. Uh, Aminu, when he entered the league, that's never something you'd be expecting from him. So that that has been a, a bit of a highlight. You know, he's not taking a ton of shots per game, and he's just kind of staying within himself. Um, obviously not the same athletic president, presence as Jonathan Isaac, but he reminds me of that in the way that he just kind of uh, stays within himself. Um, but I'd like to see him play with a li- little bit more confidence. Um, he did have a couple moments where he kind of dribbled the air out of the ball, um, like AG does when he's trying to do it all on his own. And, and I see those guys very similarly when they, when they move the ball, it's great. And when they just like kind of stick to their defense and let their defense lead to their offense, it's, it's fine. I, I think Aminu, as he adjusts uh, to playing with these other guys throughout the season, we'll see increases from him for sure. Yeah. And there's no point that you made with, uh, with chief and AG. Um, there was a point in, in, in the game last night against the Knicks. Um, AG made, made a three. Then he made a two, and then he and then he he made a block down the other end. And I was thinking like, AG is starting to get his game going. And then coach took him out for chief. And I think at times coach needs to change these rotations. It, it was a it was around like five minutes thirty in the first quarter. Um, I, I felt like if AG is starting to get going, someone who's struggling, that you know maybe you have to hold him there for another minute or so just to see if this can continue. Um, is there anything about? Cliff's rotations that have been concerning you in terms of that, or you think he's he's getting things okay? Uh, the lineups all right. Um, and and speaking about AG himself, we can move on to that next. But yeah, what do you think about Cliff's rotations and the lineups he's gone with? Right. My only like complaint with him is exactly what you said. It seems like sometimes someone gets a hot hand. And he's almost like sticking to, okay, well, there's three minutes left in the quarter. I take this player out at this time. Yeah. Um, where he's kind of sticking to more of a schedule and so much of a feel for it. Um, yeah, it. Yeah. Let, him, let him run. I, I'm, I'm totally on board with you on that. Like if, if AG is starting to heat up and he's starting to find his rhythm, you don't take him out. You let him find his rhythm and then let him get gassed. <laughs> you know, yeah. If he's calling to be taken out or something, then, then go for it. Um, I do think that he sticks to like certain minute marks and stuff a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah, it is that. I mean, coach, he makes great, great decisions out of timeouts and that. But I, like you say, at times these these rotations they they do need to change. Um, but but let's go back to AG. He, he he seemed to start to get things together last night. He had been pretty poor the first few games, uh, but you know, fifteen points, eleven rebounds. He got himself a double double. Uh, he put in a highlight dunk. I think there, there was part of him that wanted to go real spectacular on, on that dunk last night, but he, he just wanted to make sure it went in the hoop uh, yeah. so, that he, so that he didn't get any shit from coach for that. Um, yeah. you know, with AG, like, he's starting to get things together. He shot 50% from behind the arc last night. He made three of six. Uh, with AG, it, he's just he's just starting to get things together now, right? I think that that's the encouraging thing. I mean, it was really like the fourth quarter. I feel like he just kind of found his own finally. Um, yeah. But but he needed that. To me, it just seemed like a confidence thing. I mean, we'll watch him over the next few games and see what happens. And it's the same guy that has dropped 41 points in a game before. He's definitely capable of it. Um, yeah. You know, he looks confident when he's shooting. Uh, I, I think it's just a bit of nerves. I think he really wants to do well. But um, mentally, he seems to be in a good place. 
I thought the one funny thing about the the dunk that he did, uh, everyone kind of pointed out how, um, you know, he said it was so-so and he kind of yeah. did his hands like whatever. But what, what a lot of people I don't think didn't see was Evan Fournier was at mid, <laughs> mid-court and kind of giving uh, AG the I'm unimpressed by your dunk. You know, he did his hands yeah, so-so right. and... And and AG is so so seemed to be a response to to Fournier saying that was just okay, uh, right. which kind of a dick move, but it's right in character with with Evan Fournier. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> That's just Evan, man. He's he he gets on everyone. He, he can't get too high, can't get too low. Oh man, uh, <laughs> just a, I don't know what he was expecting. I'm sure he's seen AG throw sat down some crazy dunks. So. Yeah, maybe just sure. like uh, just like us, I think he had higher expectations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking to myself like he's going to go through his legs and and bring it down, but yeah, he, he just wanted that one to go in the hoop. Um, yeah. Right. So far, uh, our our defense has been absolutely on point in the league. We have been exactly what we expected we we would be. Uh, we are. I think we are currently the top defense in the entire league. Let me just. Uh, I've got the defensive ratings up right now. So we, we're we a 10th of a point um, behind Philadelphia, who's in second. So we're, we're right now we're in third. The Utah Jazz have a 93 um, defensive rating, Philadelphia 94.1, and then we're 94.2. Okay. So, so that right is, up I mean, there. That's, and it, right, at, at the moment, because our, our offense at times has been absolutely terrible to watch, we just can't make a three. We're just uh, like even around the hoop, the, these little hook shots from Vooch seem to seem to not be going in. But the, the one consistent has been our our defense. Uh, we, we have allowed the fewest points in the entire league so far, uh, just ninety five point eight per game. And on a league that you know each each team is averaging one hundred and ten, one hundred and fifteen at least um, to to hold four teams now um, to, to an average of that. That's that's encouraging to go forward, right? I think if you're a Magic fan and you can't find a way to appreciate the defense, it's going to be a very long season for you. Um, I, I don't think that we're ever going to be a super exciting offensive team. It's just not what we have built here. Um, the fact that we haven't broken 100 um, in a league where I think the, the offensive average is like 115 points or so, somewhere around there. Um it's just kind of going to show we're finding a way to win, but we're doing it in a different way. Uh, yeah, I, I think you have to get excited about the defense. I, I know that that's not typical. It's not fun NBA. We had a game last night where two teams went into like 158 versus 100 yeah. and whatever, you know. So some, some people are going out and they're scoring nonstop. But what, what this team is doing defensively is very, very impressive. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is the kind of thing that, you know, ultimately, as, as they say, like, defense does win, win championships. And uh, with, with Coach, this is something that can continue for the entire season because he, uh, he, he, he hangs his hat on this, on this kind of uh, approach to winning games. Um, you know, there, there's a little stat here. Since, uh, since 2000, 94 of 100 top five defensive teams had winning records. So you would assume at the end of the season, if we continue like this, even if our offense does stay stagnant at times, we will uh, we will have a winning record. Now, is uh you know is like a 500 or just over 500 team going to get you in the playoffs? You know, uh, it's, it's hard to say at the moment. And obviously, we don't just want to scrape into the playoffs. We're expecting to be a five seed, 
possibly to get that home court. Uh, and, and that comes if we can improve our shooting. Um, but I, I think that one other problem that is carried over from last season, which could help our offense, is our our attempts at, at, at the free throw line. We are we are the fifth worst in the entire league on free throw attempts a game. We average just shy of nineteen. Um, you know, is it is it just literally as simple as we've got to be more aggressive, drive into the hoop to to do this to uh, start to get those up? Uh, because we we seem to settle for shots that are, are bad shots where we're not driving to get that contact right i think if we get those free throws it will help us out a lot i think so too and and like the last two games um they did a lot better uh you know last last night they shot 75 percent at the free throw line um we, we were averaging 50 to 60 percent during the preseason stuff like that so it does seem like they're getting better and and i think i might have mentioned this on the last podcast and it's it's not a good look to to bitch about officiating, but I just think that we don't get the same respect uh, around the league from the referees. It, it just so many times we see our guys banging down low and things that are called on the other end don't seem to get called here. Um, yeah. Free throws should be helping us a lot. Like we talked about, I don't see any reason Mo Bamba or Michael Carter Williams shouldn't have had a free throw yet out of four games. But um, yeah. again, it's just such a small sample size. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing at the moment. We we try not to get too carried away. We're, we're only four games in. We're like five percent of the season. So, like you know, we're still trying to find our feet. Um, and that the the certainly encouraging thing is that our that that defensive ability has continued into this season. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like to point out at this point that Ji currently has a total of uh in his blocks on the team are he leads it with eleven, um, mm-hmm. which which is. Uh, our second closest is Aaron Gordon with four. So if, if J.I. continues to take this leap forward, which we have seen so far, um, you know that, and and if his shooting continues as well, you, you've got to feel that that's that's going to help out the team when um, we going forward as well. Uh, is there he's anything been, else? Is there anything yeah. else you want to put in there? He's just been such a bright spot. I mean, he's he's yeah. actually second in the NBA and and blocks right now behind Anthony Davis. So he's averaging 2.75 blocks per game and Anthony Davis is averaging three um to me J.I. looks like the type of player that could be getting at least three per game I think if we included the preseason stats he'd probably be leading the league um just looks really good on that end of the floor and and again it's it's our defense that's going to win games for us I think the offense the shooting it's going to come and go um but if you're consistently holding NBA teams to under 100 points you're going to win a lot of games yeah, yeah, and what we what we're starting to do a, a little more uh, now at a consistent rate is take care of the ball. We we we're currently third in the NBA on turnovers per game, just twelve. Um, and I, I think that if we can look for that one extra pass to turn a good shot into a great shot, that's going to improve um, improve our offense greatly. We I think what we're doing at the moment, we're panicking or we start to look for our, our own shot a little too much. Um, there's, there's been times with, with Evan where I've been really happy to see him aggressive and drive to the hoop and um, make buckets there or at least get those free throws. But, but there are times as well where you'd like him to stop and look for that extra pass. Um, the extra pass is going to be so important to this team trying to find um, trying to find that offensive spark, right? I think they've done a good job of moving the ball. It's just the frustrating thing is the ball is not going through the hoop. You know, it's... 
they're finding their open shots, they're getting good looks, and and that's the one thing that I do appreciate about Clifford. I mean, you can't really coach these guys to making their shots. They they do nothing but practice <laughs> open jumpers yeah. in the gym. Um, all of these guys are the kind of players that can make those shots. So I I really I mean every I think people know me. I'm beginning to get known as an Orlando Magic optimist, but it's just. Yeah the shots are going to start falling, you know? And that's the thing is when we actually, like, I don't think we've really had a good game yet and we're still 2-2. So if we come up against a, I mean, a fun one's going to be this Milwaukee game coming up. You know, you already got a good offensive team. If we can prove that, you know, we can hold a good team like that, again, keep them under 100 points and somehow find a shooting groove. um, You know, we've we've seen it a few times last year where the Magic would play a team like Boston or San Antonio or Philadelphia, and they were winning by double digits. You know, they there's there's a few like thirty point blowout games because it's just like when the offense is clicking and the defense is reliable, that's where you're going to see you know championship quality team um, um, coming out of Orlando, and we're still a long way from that. The the offense is definitely needs some work and needs to be figured out, but. If these guys find a rhythm, they find a groove, then then we're in a really good place um, because of our defense. Yeah, because you got to assume that this is going to sort itself out. Um, at, at the moment, our our field goal percentage is actually the worst in the entire NBA. But that's not with, with guys like Vooch and Evan, uh, Ag, T. Ross. Like these guys can eventually um, start to get it together. And like this this defense is holding us in games at the moment. So if we can continue to be completely locked down while we figure out these woes. I'm not getting too concerned at this point. I mean, it's so early in the season. If we uh if we can if we can continue this this kind of defense for the entire year, we're going to be fine. We're going to be in the playoffs with no mm-hmm. question about it. Um are there any closing thoughts from from this these games last week or you just want to you just want to take them as what they are? Is there anything from guys you haven't mentioned like uh, like faults that has stood out or you know that's another thing, actually. Fultz, we haven't really mentioned him yet. He's just he's just gradually becoming solid night in, night out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Uh, you know, we we don't even feel the need to mention it. He's been one of our best players, and he's yeah. just been very consistent. Um, you know, nothing super flashy from him last night, but just another good all around night. Um, there's been a lot of talk about what moving him into the starting lineup would look like and I kind of like that idea. I noticed that he got it brought in sooner um, last night than usual. So maybe that was a look at seeing how he does with that unit. Um, but for me, the the big thing that I just like to point out, I think that again, Terrence Ross and and AG, if they get things going offensively, um, those two guys could really turn things around for us. I mean, uh, we're missing double digit points from T. Ross. I mean, he's he's usually good for that, and he's always good to knock down a couple threes. And we've been getting maybe one to two from him per night. So. Um, uh, I would just say uh, I'm just looking forward to the next few and, and hopefully these shots start falling. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, man. And like you say, with T-Ross, that, that, that is going to come around for sure. Uh, sooner rather than later, because you, you know that a streaky guy like that, he's going to heat up and then uh, we're going to start to move forward comfortably. Uh, right, guys, we're going to start to mix things up now. So we're gonna, we've got a new section of the show for the season. We're going to move into the tour schedule. Okay, so we've got uh, we, we're gonna have four games this week before we before we next gonna uh, next put out a podcast. We got two home games coming up, Wyatt, on uh, Friday and Saturday, back to back against the Bucks and the Nuggets. Uh, on on paper, this looks like a 
really tough two games. Uh, I mean, can you see us getting anything from from these two, and then from there we, we go on the road uh, for, for a back to back as well? But first of all, while we are still in the the friendly confines at the Amway, can you see us get get anything out of these two? Well, the fun thing about Orlando is last year, I mean, they really seemed to play up to a lot of good teams. We, we beat a lot of very good teams. And that's the one thing I've kind of been looking forward to, I guess, is, is to see how they match up with, with these guys. I mean, these, I believe the Bucks and, and Nuggets finished with the two best records in the NBA last year. Um, yeah, that's right. Denver, I think, has got the top defense in the league right now. And, and Milwaukee's got a phenomenal offense. Of course, Giannis Attentacupo is just a freak um yeah I, i'm really excited about it. i mean to me if i'm looking at this on paper i have to assume these are two losses coming up on the schedule just given the teams but it's the nba anything can happen and and again i i think that uh orlando's just finding their stride and they play up to teams so um i can't really make make a prediction i i know that yeah. these two teams are better than us um there's no question about that but it really just depends on which Orlando Magic team shows up, which T. Ross shows up, you know. Yeah. Um, we, we really could get this done, but uh, it, it's going to be a tough road. I mean, it's funny, our podcast last week, we were talking about the undefeated Orlando Magic, and, and this week we're talking about the 500-win Orlando yeah. Magic. But uh, with the Bucks and Nuggets, Thunder, and Mavericks coming up before we record again, uh, I really hope that we're not looking at a... 04 uh yeah. situation if, if we could come out 2-2 i'd be pretty happy yeah and that's where i'm at as well i think if we can split these two games i'd be uh, i'd be content with that if 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 this time next week we're sitting there still at 500 uh that's that's going to be a that's going to be a pretty good result for us too um with that that, that that game against the nuggets we've got the two nicolas going against each other vooch and and, uh, and Jokic, they're, they're friends of course but um I mean, with with Jokic, a big a big center, a big guy who bangs down low. I mean, you feel like the Vooch could have some problems there with a a physical player like that. But at the same time, you know, Vooch has started to get his groove back again, and um, I've got some confidence. There's a I don't know. There's something about that game against the Nuggets where I feel like we may we may get something there, but I'm not going to hang my hat on that. Uh, but if we can go two two, I feel like we'll probably beat OKC. This season, I, I think this could be a year to take something from them. The Mavs are starting to get things together now. That they've got uh, Luca, they've got Chris Stapps in there. Um, I don't know, man. They're a different prospect to what they have been in in the last few years. Uh, but two two over the next week, I'd, I'd be quite happy with that, man. Yeah, yeah. To me, that that's all victory. If if, if we come out three uh, one or or four zero, I'll I'll shotgun a beer during the next episode. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I would have to do that for sure. Uh, right, man. Are there any are there any closing points you want to make on the show on the show today? Anything else you want to get out there? Oh, I just want to urge Magic fans just to be patient. Um, it's it's early in the season. We're at we're at five hundred right now. Um, we're off to a better start than we, you know, started the season last year. Um, it's just uh, the NBA is a very very long season, and it's it's easy to get a uh, overreactions one way or the other, but um offensively yeah I, I see the struggles it is really frustrating especially being a fan of a team for so long and just wanting to see something excitement but it just encourage people to 
to watch the defense and try to try to be encouraged by that. That is a huge part of this game. It's it's um, you know how championships are won, and uh, I I think that we're off to something really really good here um, defensively. So if they keep playing at this level, and I mean um, I, I expect they'll probably move into the maybe second uh, and potentially first best defense in the NBA. Um, yeah. that's just something to be really excited about it, it it is it's a different tight end I mean we talked for a long time about the magic not having like a tough uh you know representation that they're not they were kind of soft they'd always been whatever they, uh I mean we're the opposite of that now not that we're starting fights like Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid or anything Man. but uh <laughs> you know I don't, funny. don't think we're gonna be swinging but you know we got guys like DJ who gets into it with Trey and it's like defensively we are annoying yeah. other teams you can see these guys get up and uh our guys get into them and and it's bothering them and and yeah. I think it's one thing to celebrate that so far we've you know we've held four teams to just right around 100 points or less so yeah. I mean, that's phenomenal yeah that's something that, that we have to be in really encouraged about as a team like this team fights. They don't give up on on those possessions down on the defensive end. It, even if we're not making shots, we're we're still locked in. We're still fighting for everything. And as as a fan, you've got to love seeing that. Uh, you mentioned that 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 fight last night there with uh, with Joe Embiid and Carlton Towns. Man, that was that was a funny ruck. It made it, there were some weird punches thrown, and then they kind of got in a headlock and they tripped each other up, and they were just rolling on the floor. It was. Uh, <laughs> That was just like a, that was just a classic basketball fight, right? It's it's so <laughs> odd. Like you said, a, a couple of weird punches because it was like Carl Anthony Towns kind of threw this weird club of a punch down on top of his head, and then they wrapped around and rolled. And to me, the thing that's really funny is Ben Simmons had him in like a rear naked chokehold on the floor, and yeah. somehow I haven't seen anything about him getting any suspension time or anything like. I get that maybe they think yeah. he was, uh, you know, restraining this player or something like that. But no, nah, he was definitely talking shit in his ear while he had him in a chokehold. Yeah, <laughs> that's just classic Embiid, man. Embiid just loves to talk shit, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's while he's choking you out in the middle of the court. He'll uh, that's just Embiid all over. He really <laughs> reminds me of Shaquille O'Neal from from the good days, man. When yeah. when uh, even in an in an ejection where he turns and faces the crowd and and just gets them all hy hyped up, you know. Yeah. Um. I I love that passion. It's fucking annoying. And if I was a Timberwolves fan, he'd be public enemy number one. Yeah. Um, but I just I mean, there's a certain part of the NBA that is just entertainment, and and that, to yeah. me that's like that was just good entertainment. Whatever the suspensions are, or whatever it's it's fine. It's early. It's worth it. Yeah, completely worth it at that point. Uh, when I, when you're speaking earlier on, I just, just go back a little bit. When you're saying about we shouldn't get too high, we shouldn't get too low on the team. Um, the, the other day on Facebook, uh, an, an old uh, post of mine came up. It was from two years ago when when the Magic started three and one that year, the, the second season of Vogel. We were all getting real hyped. You know, the team is going to go on to a, a run. It can be good things. And, and then we, we wound up taking that massive step back, didn't make the playoffs. And so... We can never read too much into this point of the season. Uh, and that, actually, speaking of Facebook as well, man, this week something came up on there. Hashtag fire Clifford. I, I mean, that that to me is such an overreaction. Like uh, Some of the takes on Facebook are crazy. Uh, there's a guy the other day saying that, that J.I. was a bust. And, 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 this, <laughs> and this was just after his, his career night in Toronto. So, you know, like, guys, we, we have to just calm down. Let's, like, sometimes before we start to type something, Let's just take a breath and that thing is this is this right? Is this real? Like 
like I, I don't hashtag fire Clifford. Are you kidding me? Come no, on. that's that's absolutely absurd. I my I mean my first thing is who do you want to replace him with? I think what he's yeah. gotten out of these guys. Um, I, I can't think of another coach that could get much more out of them. Um, and again, it's at, at this point in the season, there's, it's not time for that. Let's wait till all star break and see where we're at. And then we can start talking about firing and trading players and all that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. for right now, we just have to have to take it all in and, and look for the little things. Um, I think, you know, it, it's JI's has been extremely optimistic. Markel Fultz has been one of our best players. Um, and these are not things we could have foreseen last year. So uh, it's it's really, really encouraging to me. I mean, even Michael Carter-Williams is, is hitting a few threes. Like right now, he's one of our top three best three-point shooters. And if yep. you, you know, if I Shocking. overreact to that, you know, in, in one direction, then I'll get shit on. But I mean, it, people are doing the same thing on the other side of the coin. So um it's just it's just so early i'm just excited basketball season's here and um i mean we're we're a 500 win team right now so every yeah. everything's good it's all good it, it's the start of a new season guys let's not get down before we've even got up you know let's yeah. just let's just calm down okay guys uh that's the end of the show uh, this week thanks for listening um of course you can find us on twitter uh, at pick and rock and roll uh, at the underscore wire underscore allen and at phil harlow uk uh, be sure to check out at the Close Up Magic as well for all the latest uh, latest stuff on there. We're always um, we're always posting on our personal handles and uh, also on the the podcast page. If you have got any comments about the show, uh, you know any questions, any things that, that you want to bring up that we may have missed this week, just let us know. Um, if you'd like to rate, review, subscribe, whatever you want to do to the podcast, we appreciate that. Uh, is there anything else you want to say, Wyatt, before we sign off today? No, I think we, we did a pretty good job covering everything, but just happy to talk magic basketball with you, Phil. Absolutely, man. Uh, next week, we'll speak again. We're going to be uh, we, we're gonna go a four-game win streak, right? It'll be a good week. Um, I'd, if, we, if we win all four, we'll, we'll both have to shotgun a beer on, on stream. Oh, man, we're going to do it. We're going to do it next week. <laughs> I love all right, it. Guys. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, have a good week, everyone. And until next time, go magic. Go magic. <laughs>